congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. That is some milk. nasty stuff. The almond milk is nasty. It usually almond milk doesn't curdle. Usually that's that soy tastes milk. like almonds they to probably, me though. They might have thrown okay. soy in there if they were out of almond. They've done I'm that to me love, before. I actually started getting almond milk if I get like a caramel macchiato or even like that lattes, is nasty. and it is de- like delicious. It is not delicious. It is. I've nasty. never really had almond milk before, but they had like some special one day, and I was like, hmm, I'm just gonna order that. I'm not a fan of the almond milk, but pea milk, like P E A, P E A, P E A. Can I have pea milk, please? I want. Um, but it's plant milk, and it like. I'm a big milk drinker. Like, I'm talking, like, three glasses every single day. And when I had the gallbladder stuff, they made me, like, stop doing dairy. And plant milk is, like, my favorite thing next to regular 2%. I'm in, in love with peas. Like, the vegetable, Martha. <laughs> I hate peas. Quit looking at me like what? that. Pea I love and them. peas. Oh. <laughs> my favorite thing is to go to Jason's Deli across the street, which you hate. Like that place. But they have that salad bar. They always have like that gallon of peas. So I'm usually like, I put a little bit of lettuce on my plate and then I put a bunch of vegetables, but then I literally start dumping peas like out of this bucket. Remind me never to eat (laughs) this. This is going to sound wildly inappropriate, but warm peas or cold peas? Both. Because I like cold peas. Yeah, these are the ones that I just like peas Stelly, that are. They used to be frozen, but they're still cold. Yeah. Now, if, you, my favorite. if you go out into the garden and you pick peas off the plant, so like snap peas, mm-hmm. I'll eat those. Yeah. Those but are delicious if you, too. If you cook any, if you cook them in any way whatsoever, I will not eat them, and I will gag. What about the frozen ones? Like if nope. you just thaw them out? Nope. Lame. They're delicious. <gasps> that was my my favorite side dish growing up. Was uh, what we liked to call porn. And it was a side of peas and corn, like canned peas and canned corn. And we'd come in and we'd Mommy, like... Mommy, can I have some more porn, please? That's exactly what happened. <laughs> God, I would have loved to grow up in your family. Dinners were very entertaining. So was your kitchen called Pornhub? No, but that would have been smart. That would have been very smart. I don't think I knew what Pornhub was at the time while, while I was making it porn probably, jokes. It probably didn't exist when you were little. <laughs> Although you are pretty young, so you never know. I don't know. The golden age of that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, how old are you? I just turned 23. All these oh young my God. girls. You're younger than me. That never happens. I thought you were older Jessica's than me. Jessica's younger than you. Yeah. Jessica and I are the same age, I believe. Yeah, I think we graduated yeah. the same year. Yep. So we have the anti-Jessica. You guys must be opposite in some way. Well, she went to Jones and I went to Chandler. And they're not like hardcore rivalries, but we were like sports team-wise, I guess. Like, oh. I think they're the Longhorns and we were the Lions. And so there was some... But she was cool. She was one of the few like girls that would come over and like hang out with us that wasn't like snobby. <laughs> And so, so Jones are so, snobby girls. No, Jones, they were actually cool, but a few of them like were just like coming over to like mac on our friends and stuff. And so it was like cool. Well, high school always sucks, anyways. So. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. really does. It does. Not really the best years of your life. I had some really good friends in high school. I had like three friends, and they were the best friends. Yeah. And they're still good friends. In fact, mm-hmm. one of my friends actually listens to this podcast. Hi, Vic. She lives in Wyoming. Wait. Still. Can I give a shout out to my best friend in the entire world? Of course. Who just graduated with her associate's degree, but got accepted into UCLA. <gasps> Dang. So I'm pretty excited. About Who's that? that? What's her name? Her name is Sarah Schroeder. Yay, Sarah. And Woo! she's going to be studying Woo! biology. Oh, you go, girl. And she's my favorite. Bonnie, you've been so quiet over there. She thinks we're over. Overrated. Just kidding. <laughs> Over what? <laughs> Overrated. Oh. <laughs> no. But I do want one of those napkins. Can I have one of those napkins? You oh. need to move your microphone closer to your body. I'm not going to do anything to tell me to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, she is one sassy bitch tonight. She got an iPhone and she just thinks she's all that. I knew it would happen. I and knew I- that she would be on the other team if she didn't listen to me. And she got a freaking iPhone and I'm very, very upset about it. 
iPhone and Starbucks, you're only missing Uggs, and then you could be the basic white girl. <laughs> then I can move to Edmund. Oh, God. <laughs> be an Edmundite. Oh. I'm just kidding. You need to move your microphone. I moved my microphone. If it was any closer to my face, I would be eating it. Eat it then. No. <laughs> You have to buy me a beer first. <laughs> I have those in the car. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, you guys were just talking about, you know, friends from school and so on and so forth. And I don't really talk to any of my friends from school. It's a couple. Well, now you'll couple get... couple that I've reconnected with through the years, but none that I've actually kept an ongoing friendship since school. But I moved school a lot, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't go to a school more than two years. Oh, so. wow. Well, in case you guys wonder who this other person is talking here, I guess we didn't introduce you. This <laughs> is Robbie Coiner. She <laughs> yeah. is our guest this evening. Um, I met Robbie at an event for the radio station where they served beer. Yes. <laughs> and Robbie works for Coop Ale Works, which is a beer company here in Oklahoma City. And... Um, we were at, we got, she invited us to an event at a bookstore the other night and we all went and it was so awesome. Actually, we got booted out of the main part of the bookstore (laughs) for being too loud. (laughs) Well, I just met with Teresa yesterday Uh um, and we have another date set up for July, August, September, and I believe October. So there'll be a monthly books and brews Sweet. Through October. Well, hopefully it, there'll be one of those days when um, the live music isn't like a concert. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll cut that part out. <laughs> so that's at, uh, it's at Full Circle Bookstore that we went. And um, they have a little patio area for the loud people. So we went out there and continued to be loud. They may have kicked us out, but they followed us on Instagram. So we couldn't have been too annoying. <laughs> I think the bookstore loves us. It's just uh, there was live was music. The yeah, there was live music in there, and there they had a really serious following. <laughs> I mean, like serious. Oh yeah, they were like seriously shushing us. Oh, we were just having normal conversation. Well, I got there late, and literally, I felt like I was being mad dogged the entire time. And yeah. then I went up to the counter because. I bought my sister the Laurel K. Hamilton book so she could go to the book signing in September. Yeah, right. And so I'm sitting there paying for it, and I feel like everybody's staring at me because I have yeah. to talk to the person. Yeah, they like, were seriously weird. And then I couldn't find you guys, and if you had not have texted me right when you did, I was about to leave because I was like, this is awkward. Yeah, it was awkward. I mean, because <laughs> you had to kind of walk through the area where the music was in order to get to the back patio. And uh, the crowd there was just really super focused on was like watching the music, watching this music, and and the music wasn't bad. It no, was just, it was good music. It's just I wasn't expecting that. I didn't I know. I didn't, I didn't know what it, this thing was about. I just knew books and brews, and I showed up. And you know, when you have beer together with a crowd, usually the crowd tends to get a little louder. Get a little louder, especially when you're serving like. <laughs> 10 point beer the DNR which is what I was drinking so I'm not I'm not a quiet person anyway (laughs) so you put a DNR in this girl and it's gonna get a little louder what you giving me the stink eye over there what are you doing I'm just listening she's uh, shaking your head because you're always loud (laughs) (laughs) but we love you anyways Robbie's our guest because she is a big fan of historical fiction, which is Vonnie's favorite. So they're peas in a pod. Speaking of peas. Super fan. Oh, yeah. (laughs) By the way, I absolutely love peas. It's my favorite thing. And I don't like corn whatsoever. Thank you, Vonnie. I love you. I can't can't stand against this group. I mean, I'm totally outnumbered here. I'm just glad that I finally found other people that like peas because usually everybody's like, oh, peas. I know, my sister Why don't you eat corn? I'm like, oh, corn. <laughs> Do give I? me peas or give me death. <laughs> I tried I to grow in the air. I suppose you want your all for world peas. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> you know, in Britain, you would love it there. They actually serve as a side dish. Mushy peas, nice, and they like squish them down. It, it looks like it looks soup. kind of like um, like mashed potatoes, only it's peas. This big pile of green slop <laughs> on your plate. I'm about it's it. It's a very popular thing there. I'm about it. 
What's your issue over there? You having trouble with your iPhone already? <laughs> Brutal. I have like all of Tyler's information and I'm getting his text messages and I'm very confused by this. Um, his iTunes is possibly hooked up to your cell phone. Was that his old phone? No, no, but we have the same iTunes account, so that's probably it. That happens to my mom and sister because they're on the same iTunes account. You have to, like, separate them somehow. That's a little risky. I kind of be scared if my mom was getting all my text messages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I keep getting messages. You'd know when I was, like, anywhere. Yeah. Like, if I was at the bar. I have I have my mom's location, was, yeah. and I get really mad when she doesn't answer like the phone. Okay. I'm like, you're just driving around. Why don't you answer my phone call? What, what better things do you <laughs> have to do than talk to your child? You sound like a mom. <laughs> I know. You have better things to do than to talk to your mother? <laughs> yeah. It's the opposite. I'm okay, very I'm getting needy. like all of your text messages and everything else. Yeah. So say uh, no d- dirty text messages tonight. <laughs> yeah. The topic tonight is dirty text messages that my son is sending his girlfriend. And you don't want to see that. <laughs> Hannah, stop Whoops. sending dirty pictures. We don't want to see that. That can be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Hey, no dirty pictures tonight. It's causing me... It, like, it's causing me to sweat just, like, thinking about... Take your phone out of it. I mean, you're going to use up on my memory, man. Do you get all my pictures? Not in that phone. I have no clue. How much memory do you get? Well, I only bought like a 32 gig because I don't use that much memory. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be like huge. But Compared yeah. to your old phone? I think I have like, um, I have a good phone and only have like eight. I hate to tell yeah. you, but my oh, own phone didn't have that much memory either. That's what I'm saying. This is going to be like a freaking mansion. Yeah, compared to my own phone. As opposed to a cracker box. I'm going to go from like a teeny house <laughs> to a yeah. regular house. Honestly, Bonnie, I'm just so relieved that you now have a phone. That's operational. I don't care if it's an iPhone. I really don't. I think she does. (laughs) Secretly. She'll never tell you, though. I know. I I thought very hard about the decision I took. Polls from many, many people. I I researched them. I just feel very slighted that you don't value... My opinion. Listen, I do value your no, opinion, you don't. but out of the 20 people that I talked to, you're the only one that told me I should stay. But my Android. opinion should matter 10 times what everybody goes, else's opinion we matters. About it and she I'm goes, your best friend. It's I, Best Friends Day, and you buy a goddamn iPhone. We were talking about it. She goes, This person told me I should get to find this post and this person, this person, this person. She goes, but Martha told me to get an Android, so I'm going to go look at the Androids first. So I was like... He was rolled like, his eyes. Five he seriously to rolled one. his eyes. <laughs> yeah, but I'm special. Well, they, didn't have any of the ga- they didn't have any of the galaxies anyways. Oh, all right. Well, so I couldn't okay. have bought one today if I okay. wanted that's it. Co- that's cool. That's that's. Are know. you doing your job there, Tyler? You, you need to go? He's, he's, got, he's got 40, got 39 minutes. 39 minutes oh. Yeah. Almost 38. Okay. Do you All right. the radio station as well? Yeah, I work at the sports animal. This is, oh, the, okay. this is the beer lady, so you want to be nice to her. He's not allowed to have beer. I've never not that we know of, anyway. Beer. Any, any beer? I don't know. No. With that iTunes being connected to his phone, you might find out differently. Uh, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, when he was little and first started getting a phone, I had it set up so that I got all of his stuff, too. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. My mom would just be like, what are you doing? Who's that? What are you texting about? And I'm like, oh, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got in trouble one time and got my phone taken away from me. And somebody texted me and was like, hey, I got a 30. You want to come hang out? My mom was like, what's a 30? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Never heard that before. She was like, yeah. Yeah. That's in trouble. Okay, for those of us who don't know, what's a 30? Like a dirty 30. Like a 30-pack of Keystone, Bud Light. Oh, jeez. I was about to say, you don't know what a 30 is? A dirty 30. 30, 30 a of dirty 30. Of piss beer? Ooh. Yeah. 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 Nice. Pretty much. That's what you get. You get a ball on a budget. And 30 gets you drunk. It, yeah. We, we always <laughs> called it a case of beer. Oh, okay. When, you know, in the olden days. Yeah, we got cooler. <laughs> yeah, just tell your girlfriend no dirty text messages. Well, no, he took him off of here, right? Yeah. Well, that's all that really matters for right now. You can fix yeah. the rest of it later, huh? Yeah. Just text you just have to fix. just have a group message type thing. Well, I kind of thought we were there for a second. I answered one of her text messages. Did she? <laughs> did she not? I'm like, I'm so confused. Because she said something about the grocery store, and I'm like, 
what? <laughs> That's why I was like, I swear I didn't reply. I was sitting there doing my email address, and I was like, I'm so confused. I was like, where did I text that from? I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just. You thought you that. had Alzheimer's? Yeah, I really did. I was like, <laughs> no, your mom was answering for you. We that were makes like, so much more. So- I'm. Thank God you told me that. That's so funny. I All like right. that he's not wearing shoes. Yeah, yeah. We I'm a barefoot. Radio. I'm a barefoot type of person. I work in radio. Oh, yeah. too. this is you know this is the most casual job on the planet. You could literally wear anything unless the CEO work. is here. If well, I yeah. Had, dear God. Yeah. Oh. If I had a nice, like, smooth, chocolatey voice, I would like consider it. But sometimes when I get excited, I sound like a squeaky toy. Um, so I was me too, like, me too. Radio, not the life for me. <laughs> Beer is a much more lucrative career. I'm yeah. sure. It's it's different. So I mean, it's very male dominated, and so t- sometimes I have to like build a rapport. Yeah, with being people. a pretty white girl in 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 the beer industry, pretty young white girl. Yeah, in the beer industry makes you a standout. I'll just say that. Well, it's I walk in and they're like. Do, are you even old enough to obtain a liquor license? And I'm like, yes. And so then you just kind of got to run facts around their head. And they're like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. And yes. I will say shot girls and Jaeger girls, no offense, but they have made it very difficult for women in the beer industry that don't wear tight short yeah. clothing. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, so. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so, oh, I know what I was going to say. We talked to the person, what did you say her name was? Teresa. We talked to Teresa while we were there. We met her. And we talked to her about having a Three Book Girls event. Yes, I actually might have a date for you two that she wanted me to run by. Ooh, excellent! So, what we thought we might do is we would invite all of our friends and fans and anybody who's a book person to Full Circle Bookstore, and we'll we'll give three books at least in advance, so that everybody can read the books, and then we'll have a big oh book discussion with beer. And oh, wouldn't that be so much fun? I think she wanted to talk to you too. Then the day that we're looking at right now is a Saturday where there is no music scheduled. Ooh. So it would only be a schedule. And she said that she's going to try to figure out if like we give enough advance of what books you guys are interested in. She might be able to offer like a 10 per, 10% or 15% discount if they choose to come purchase the book <gasps> from Full Circle Bookstore. So that is all on the table for trying to figure out. She's very pumped. This I love this. So we've got a nice. Finally, we have a bookstore connection that is excited about us, and it's an independent bookstore too. Mm -hmm. I believe the oldest in either Oklahoma City or Oklahoma, like the longest running independent bookstore. It's a really nice store. It is. It's a beautiful beautiful store. It's even got the ladders. Yeah. And you can actually get on them. Like, they're not just for looks. I know. Jessica was on one of the ladders. We took a picture. I think it's on our Twitter. Isn't that, Bonnie? Well, Garrett actually took it. I stole it from Jessica's Twitter feed. (laughs) Oh, she doesn't care. I pawned one of her uh, (laughs) her pictures. (laughs) In my cyber stalking, I pawned one of her pictures. (laughs) It's very, like... It's very hard for me to not, like, recreate um, the scene from Beauty and the Beast where she, like, jumps on the ladder and, like, flies across. <laughs> I just want to wear, like, a blue dress and an apron and just start break out in song. Yeah. <laughs> really, really bad. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. We'll have to see if they'll let us make a video there or something a little short. <laughs> I wish they could see me raising my eyebrows right now. <laughs> Uh, Don't be creepy, my Sorry. Sorry. Just live our fantasies inside of our head. Okay. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to some breaking news of today. Breaking news. It is Friday, June 8th. Anthony Bourdain died today. He did. I am heartbroken. Let's talk about the I read an Anthony Bourdain um, fiction novel. I think it was probably his very first fiction novel. I don't know. Bone in the Throat? Yes. But Let's he has lots see. of books. It, Some it of was them, Bone in the Throat. I think Kitchen Confidential may have been his most popular one. But he has lots of them. And he has one 
like No Reservations, which was his show on CNN, mm-hmm. uh, which was amazing. But what I think is interesting, because Travis has recent, like, literally the past year, he has gone back and, because they put it on Netflix, and they, like, so he started re-watching these episodes, and I guess I had never watched so many episodes that I noticed it, but you can tell he's not happy. Like, yeah. he's, oh, wow. like, very sarcastic. You can, like, uh, like you can kind of tell by his demeanor, and it's kind of, like, so sad. Mm. Like, how did, I don't know. Yeah, Because he was, sad. like intelligent he helped people like he had like this purpose and then yeah uh, no. it's so depressing did kate spade write a book as well because i know her whole model was like live colorfully and i believe she wrote a did she write a two book? two suicides from famous people in one week but we have some good news don't we about our giveaway i didn't draw one yet oh okay we can you mess with that we'll we'll draw for our winner at the end of the episode Sounds good. And that way, Nicole will have time to uh, pick a random person for it. Hopefully, it won't be somebody in, like, Monaco or somewhere that I'll have to spend 10000 bazillion dollars in shipping. Oh, right. <laughs> Do we have listeners in, in Monaco? <laughs> one of our people in... Cape Cod, Africa. Yeah, we do have we have many listeners in Great Britain. Oh wow! And in Canada, those are our two biggest outside the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of sad that I'm not going to review this book that was suggested to me this week. I'm going to do it next week. But one of our Twitter people, Helen, <laughs> recommended a book for me. Um, from Nick Spaulding, and I'm going to review that next week. But i got to review something really topical this week, so I'm going to do something different. We have our winner! <gasps> Yay! That was fast, Nicole. Yeah, you just hit a button that says draw winner, and it like picks it. It picks it randomly? Yeah, it's great. Oh, wow. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Do I get a drum roll? Okay, congratulations to Amy Wooldridge! Amy! And we'll email you as soon as possible to get your address so we can e- or mail your book to you. Sweet! Congratulations, Amy. The book is called The Awestruck, A Journal for Finding Awe Year Round. Oh, that sounds good. It is cute. It's a very cute book. It is very cute. And thank you to William Morrow for giving us the book to give away. Which is very awesome, also. And I will mention that I'm not quite sure... You know, every once in a while we get a real flux in our Twitter, but I don't know what has happened, but in the last two days, we, we've gotten seven new followers in like oh, wow. a day. Wow. Yeah, if you don't follow us on Twitter yet, why not? Yeah. And thank you for all our new Twitter followers, <laughs> if you're listening to this. All right. Shall we begin our bookish adventure? Sure. Who wants to go first? <laughs> well, why change things? <laughs> Let Vonnie go first. <laughs> Vonnie likes going first. I read a story, and I thought of Nicole while I was reading this story, <laughs> because it's a true crime book oh, yeah. about the monster of Florence, and it is by Douglas Preston. And this book starts out, it, it kind of works in two parts. It starts out, Douglas Preston it moves his family to Italy to research the story behind the monster of Florence, who is a serial killer in mm-hmm. Florence. And he he runs into a lot of problems. And because he's researching it and making connections and talking to a lot of people who are really close to the case, the Italian police try to charge him with the crimes. They tried, Seriously? Yeah, because he's so involved. And why would he be so interested if he wasn't guilty? Hold on. How long ago was this case happening? Douglas Preston is like a contemporary author. Is this a contemporary case? Um, well, the actual Florent, uh, Monster of Florence case, that the murders happened between 1968 and 1985. Wow. And this book was written in 2008. I was going to say, Douglas Preston is... I've read many of his books. So I, I'm not quite, I can't remember exactly when he moved his family over there. Hmm. But it's interesting. His problems with the police reminded me a lot of the Amanda Knox story. Because, uh, you know, I read yeah. that one too. And yeah. you know There's how a book? just like 
for instance, when they very first take him in to be questioned, you know, he's just a journalist. They just they call him up and they say, we need to talk to you about this case. And he's like, well, I'm busy. I can't come in. And they're, you know, like, well, it's very important (laughs) that you come see us and he's like well am I in trouble and they're like no 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 we just want to ask you questions and he says you know should I get a a lawyer and they're like no and then they do an interrogation like what they did to Amanda Knox and kept him there like for hours and hours trying to get him to you know confess to a murder that he didn't commit and then they end up charging him with something else Jeez. And then he calls like the American Consulate embassy, embassy and the embassy says that they can't do anything against a criminal case. All they can do is recommend lawyers. What? Give him oh a gosh. list of lawyers, not even recommend one. Just give him a list of lawyers that he can call. Jeez. Yeah. It was like, whoa. But I mean, he, of course, you know, got off and he went back to America, but he was collaborating with another guy who was in Florence. They're both journalists, you know, writing the story together. And they ended up throwing that other guy in jail. And he was in jail for a while. The other journalist? The other journalist. Jeez, they must have really been desperate to catch somebody. But it's almost like when they were investigating, it was almost like a a witch hunt. I mean, there was part of this book that I'm listening to this because I did the audio. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is such a witch hunt. Wow. And which was extremely interesting by itself as a story. Mm-hmm. But then you throw in that they told the whole story about the the monster of Florence. And cool. it was like just two amazing stories like in one book. And the monster of Florence is a serial killer. And what I guess in Florence culture, the daughters live with their parents until they're married and move in with their husbands. Okay, that's just tradition. That's what they do in Florence. And because of this, because there's no privacy for young couples, there's a whole lot of parking going on. Mm -hmm. Well, then they have a subculture of peeping Toms, basically, who watch the young couples having sex in their cars. Mm. Well, the monster of Florence is a serial killer who finds these couples who are having sex in their car and he drags them out and he kills them. Sounds like the Italian version of the Zodiac Killer. No, the son of Sam. Or does or did Zodiac, Zodiac Killer do that too? too? Yeah. Wait, didn't they thought for a little like as soon as they arrested that guy, they thought he was both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's testing to make sure none of the right because back. that's what uh, the son of Sam. That's what um, Berkowitz did with a couple of his yeah. victims as well as killed them in the car. That's why I thought that, but I didn't know that much about the Zodiac killer. Though. I think the first couple that he had, they were in the car because didn't somebody survive? And the whole investigation and the missteps that they took during this investigation was just phenomenal. Because, like, one crime scene, they're talking about, you know, where the dead bodies are. Mm -hmm. Everyone's just walking around. Nobody's taking any kind of forensic evidence whatsoever. And people are walking around, throwing their cigarette butts on the floor and around the bodies and everything else. And it just, it reminded me so much of the Amanda Knox story. Because, you know, they did all of that during hers, too, when they were investigating... Uh, last night I was watching an episode of Forensic Files that took place in the 80s, and the detective had actually made somebody vacuum the oh floor, no, like on purpose to clear evidence, mm-hmm. but she, like using her own vacuum. Well, that actually ended up, the guy had gotten acquitted, and so they had to do go to retrial. Mm-hmm. Well, because she vacuumed and they still had that evidence, they actually tied it and got him re like reconvicted oh, cool. because oh, only then that's, that's the good. only reason so that's, it, good. that's how i like like that it's so amazing like yeah. the difference in technology between now and then but the difference between culture too hmm. right yeah but it was just it was an it, it was, sounds like it was a good book it sounds it like it was a really it. good book yeah it was i mean and i don't do a lot of true crime at all and i'll totally say that i picked this book up because it was available at the library and i liked the cover of the book 
It's the only it reason. It doesn't matter why sometimes. It's the only reason. Yeah. Douglas Preston is a great writer, though. I've read many things by Douglas Preston. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know what to expect. I mean, I knew it was the true crime, and I kind of read a little bit about the serial killer in Florence, and I'm like, oh, well, Florence is interesting. I've never read anything about Florence, so we'll read about the serial killer. And then just the gruesomeness of these crimes. I mean, because it's pretty... It's Ooh, I love gruesome. Does it go into detail? Huh? Does it go into detail? <laughs> Nicole's raising her eyebrows now. Not <laughs> no, extreme detail. There's too much detail sometimes. Yeah. But it's not extreme detail, okay. but enough that I would not want my 19-year-old to read this probably. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Hmm. I, I mean, he, that's that's a little extreme. He's an adult, but I wouldn't let my 16-year-old read it probably. Okay, so what would you adult. rate it? I'd rate it a five. I liked oh, really? it. It was really good. Okay, I, I would. I could tell just by the tone of your voice before you even said that. I knew from the very beginning. I knew it was going to be good for you. I literally just added it to my TBR list on Goodreads. It was. I think you will like it, Nicole. But look at this cover. Isn't that cover awesome? Another interesting thing about this book, Nicole, that I was going to mention to you is that they did research about the book Hannibal from the Monster of Florence. Oh. That's hmm. awesome. Yeah. And I know you read that and, lo- and loved it. So. Yes. But the book was Red Dragon. I read that one and it was good. Mm-hmm. That one in Silence of the Lamb I read. I didn't read Hannibal. I didn't go back and read that one. They were all good. Monster of Florence by Douglas Preston. I have to get that one. Uh, really quick for the crime lovers who are listening to us right now. There's also a documentary on Netflix that I just finished and it's called Evil Genius. Oh, yes. And I do have to say, because we're talking about the graphic thing, it is not that graphic, but there are two things in there that I was shocked that they put on video. The first one was, okay, so essentially it's about this guy who was a bomber. Yeah, he the pizza bomber. Um, and it was in Georgia, right? I think it was Georgia. Mm, Pennsylvania. Erie, okay. Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. I used to live there. Yeah. So he uh, <laughs> is, he robbed a bank, but he, they found out after they caught him. Oh, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he had, had the, the collar. He, I the, watched that. Yes. So he had the bomb on him. Yep. So they show on this. So they keep like. In they, the first episode, previewing this thing, like that he's going to get blown up, but you keep thinking, like, they're just not going to show it because they're they cutting it. it out. And then they show it. And they it's show not that graphic. It's it is not. not graphic. Yeah, but it's but a guy you are like, actually, holy fucking shit, you just showed me some guy blowing the fuck up. It, and actually, multiple times. A yeah. guy, that was a guy like, actually died on from repeat. that. That was the first. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. To die from, like, that was the first bomb that ever, ever actually exploded. From a bank heist. Yeah, but I can't believe they showed it. I know. Well, the thing was, is like that that would have showed on live TV because they, they were did show on live TV and just yeah, holy because they were I, part of the that's where they got the footage from is from news stations. Hey, the police didn't have that footage. Anyways, the second thing that is not that graphic, like visually, but it's still like I can't believe you just fucking showed that to me on this documentary was when they're pouring the barely de- defrosted dead body out of the freezer oh, yeah. and you oh, and it see like it clunking out. inside this freezer out onto whatever they're putting it on. That was right. a little It's graphic. just a big frozen and body. And I was like, I'm going to puke yeah. now, thanks. I actually yeah. just finished they that last showed, night. Yeah, I watched it. It was like really all good. Of them? Yeah. It is, oh yeah. my God. It is amazing. Like, you will be creeped out. I was like pretty creeped out. I believe life. that was done by the same people that did How to Make a Murderer. Yeah. And then they did that one, and they also just recently released another one called The Staircase, which is now on Netflix, and it's about a murder trial about a husband that supposedly... Uh, it's Scott Peterson. Yeah. Oh. Which is, he's an author, and he was... Uh, was he convicted? How I do don't you know? know. He's So he's an author, Scott Peterson, everybody's heard of him, mm-hmm. um, and he uh, supposedly... His wife fell down the stairs one day, well, it turns out he killed her, like he mm. beat the shit out of her on the stairs. Actually, I think he was convicted because I think was, I saw this yeah. in a forensic files episode <laughs> before I heard yeah. about mm-hmm. the documentary. So, all right, we got to move on to books. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Me, I, I can go. Mine's also it's not a true crime, but it's a thriller mystery, which are my one of my favorite styles of book. This was um, my April book of the month, and it's called "Then She Was Gone" by Lisa Jewell. She's written quite a few other books. But this is the first one I've read by her. Um, 
I will say, if you don't like short chapters where they flip back and forth between different characters, you won't like this book. Because oh. all of the chapters are about five pages long, and then it flips to another person, which I do enjoy, but I don't. I think this book was written so well because of that. Um, so how it starts off is from the perspective of um, a young girl named Ellie, and she is kidnapped by a woman named Noelle, um, who is her maths, because in England they call it maths, um, tutor. Mm-hmm. So she was helping her study for her um, G, is it GCSEs, I think is equivalent to like the ACT here. Yeah. Um, so she's studying for them. Well, the police can't find anything on her, so they believe that she's like run away because she's like feeling all of this pressure from her tests. And so it pretty much goes cold and then it skips forward 10 years later and then the rest of the book is told from the mother's perspective which I really enjoyed because it showed this mother that was grieving over they had three kids but Ellie was really her kind of golden child she put not a lot of pressure on Ellie but like you could tell by the way that she spoke like she was her favorite she even made a comment that like right after Ellie like went missing she had a thought in her head that it should have been her other daughter and so it was just kind of like man like this is this is brutal so the mom's name's laurel so now we're in laurel's perspective and there's a lot of characters that give a lot of opinions but you kind of catch all of these little details and it's very annoying but i can usually like figure out a thriller either movie or book Mm-hmm. fairly quickly mm-hmm. off of like small details this one i had an idea but i didn't know until i knew which is the reason why i kept reading it i finished it in like two days um pretty easy read it wasn't too sophisticately written so i would probably put it in like ya because it was just that quick of a read um but getting to the point so laurel's going on about her life it's 10 years later she's trying to cope she's grieving like her marriage has fallen apart she kind of has fractured relationships with her other children and then this whole time they still like she believes in her heart that ellie's just missing and then they find her remains Um, and this is all in the first couple of chapters and so they're like they found ellie's remain and the cause of death was she was hit by a car and so the only things they were able to bury were like a leg bone and like a, like a part of her arm. So she's like put her to rest and she's like, okay, I'm going to move on with the rest of my life. And she's in a coffee shop and she meets this gentleman named Floyd. And Floyd kind of brings her out of her brokenness and is like, okay, I'm going to learn to love again. You know, I'm going to move on. I'm going to start to have like a sex life again and date and go on and go on. And then Floyd introduces Laurel to his daughter, whose name is Poppy. And she's like, oh, my gosh, this kid reminds me so much of Ellie, like just in personality and kind of in looks. And she kind of like falls in love with Poppy. And Poppy, Poppy's mother is not in the picture. And so they kind of fill this void for each other that both were missing. Like Laurel's missing a daughter, Poppy's missing a mom, and they kind of form this little family. So it goes on throughout the story, and this whole time it's like flipping back and forth, going back to Ellie, like being kidnapped at the house, like with her tutor, and it's like going back and forth and back and forth to present to past. And then they all go out to dinner for Laurel's birthday, and she invites her ex-husband, who she still has a good relationship with, his fiance, her two kids, and then Floyd and Poppy. And the family realizes there's an uncanny like resemblance of poppy to ellie like uncomfortable like this is weird um and stuff starts to unravel and don't give too much away i'm not going to give too much away because it will unravel the whole thing it's one of those things of like once you found out like who done it like a lot of the time like it's over yeah like, i feel like that's how it was with girl on a train like yeah. everything climaxed to who did it and then it was over mm-hmm. and this book doesn't finish like that which i absolutely love so you kind of like figure out what happened and then they finish out the after mm. um, which i appreciated because it gave me closure it wasn't just like this big dramatic this is what happened and it ends it it tells you how they went on with their life so I definitely recommend it. It's Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. Very, very quick, 
easy read, short chapters. Very good book. Cool. Cool. I'm going to have to read that. Sounds awesome. Um, you know what? I need to adjust your chair because it's making... Is it making a squeaky noise? noise. Could you hear it? No, I can't hear it. Shall okay. we go to our next... Thank you, Robbie. That was oh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> You're okay. so so articulate and so excited. I love oh, that. Uh, thank you. I was so afraid that I was going to stutter or my twang was going to come out. See, you did great on both accounts. I could never tell you're from Oklahoma. Thank you. I you're try. Welcome. They taught me that in college. <laughs> they, they actually said that in my Coop interview. My boss asked, he was like, do you have an accent? And I was like, oh, yeah, a really bad twang. And he was like, you've covered up very well. And I was like, Okay, Nicola. Okay, so mine is completely different, and it's going to be one that Martha rolls her eyes at. Uh oh, it's a romance. (laughs) First peas, an iPhone, and now this. Poor Martha, she's so tortured. (laughs) Somebody get her some chocolate or something. Okay, so I decided to read this because. Like, when we went to uh, Full Circle Books, it was one of the first books I literally saw for some reason when I walked in, but it's also on a ton of, like, uh, book groups are reading it. Uh, It was part of Book of the Month. It's just kind of blowing up everywhere, so I I decided to give it a shot, and I had no idea what it was about, Um, but it's called How to Walk Away, and it's by Catherine Center. And, okay, so essentially, there's this girl, and she's relatively young. I think she's about 28, so imagine yourself at 28 and she's dating this handsome guy she has just finished uh getting her degree she has been pro- uh, told essentially that she has gotten her dream job straight out of school um but she doesn't get to start yet she's waiting on the official offer it's valentine's day she's been dating this guy for a while she just knows in her head that he is going to propose to her well this guy is kind of well, I'm not going to say that. But anyways, so he decides to... <laughs> uh, well, he is working on getting his pilot's license. And so he decides that to propose to her, he is going to take her on this super fancy plane ride. And he has put some rocks on a beach that said, marry me, even though she couldn't see them because you're 30,000 feet in the air. <laughs> he doesn't really think things through, obviously. Um, everything goes great. She says yes. She's pretty excited. Her entire life is set up for her until the dude crashes the fucking plane on their landing. And uh. she, by the way, the entire like first chapter of this book, she's literally talking about how terrified her entire life she's been of getting in an airplane. And he knows this and fo- almost forces nice her. Nice guy, huh? Yeah. Sheesh. So, and then he has the audacity to cl- crash the fucking plane. Crashes the plane. What a jerk. So that's all in like the first <laughs> chapter. <laughs> that's intense. Um, which it, it's so super depressing, right? Well, she wakes up in the hospital um, and she doesn't understand really what her injuries are. Uh, she has third degree burns on oh. her uh, collarbone and down on her chest a little bit. Her mom keeps telling her that her face is ruined. Which is oh, not nice. really true. What a good mom. I know. <laughs> um, she has a couple burns that the doctor tells her are not going to scar on her face. And then, so she's in the hospital. Um, she kind of goes in and out of consciousness. She's in the ICU for a little while while they're treating these burns. And finally, she gets out of ICU and she goes gets to like her hospital room. They start lowering her, lowering her medications and her fiance doesn't really show up and she finds out that he's been out like drinking he's super depressed like blames himself for this accident and all this stuff well he when he the fine finally he does show up and tells her when nobody else has told her this that she is paralyzed oh my gosh and no one she's been awake for at least a week and no you one know? told her and she's yeah and she didn't notice and not a single she no because they had her on so much medication I mean, when you were in the ICU and stuff, like, you can't... Anyway, she had, like, a catheter. She didn't have to get up to walk. She had a poop catheter, too, pretty much. Like, you know, she literally had no idea. So he he breaks the news to her while he's drunk as all hell um, that she can't walk anymore, and so that goes over great. But, so the book is very depressing. Um, So the rest of the book is essentially her trying... I mean, when you find out you're paralyzed and you just had your entire life ahead of you, like how to go on. And it's very inspiring, actually. 
like I would recommend this book to somebody like because life does go on and even if you never learn how to walk again or you never like you never get your dream job because they decide they don't want to hire somebody who's in a wheelchair or like you know there's all these different things that can happen like life goes on and you just make it of it what you will and so it's kind of like it is really inspiring was and she hopeful. paraplegic or quadriplegic uh she was paralyzed from her uh, knees down so she could actually um stand if somebody if she was holding on to something she could lock her knees um she could like she could she uh, could still feel her hoo-hoo she could actually yes yeah, she can still have sex <sighs> Uh, which is actually kind of a joke in the book. Uh, they talk about that. Um, she can actually walk in a swimming pool, like because she can use that her thighs. That sounds so bad. If you're going to be paralyzed, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. But she just can't use her feet. Yeah, essentially. Um, but also, okay, so she's going through all of this stuff. Well, she also it's kind of a romance because she meets this guy who's kind of a dick, but he's put he's put in charge of her physical therapy. So did the original dick leave her? Uh, there's some storyline oh, okay. that goes right. on with that. Um, I don't want to give yeah, that whole thing that's away. Cool, that's cool. Let you have that drama for yourself. <laughs> All <laughs> See right. how much of an ass kicking he gets. Okay, anyways. <laughs> but so, uh, so her physical therapist, and so she's actually trying to, they think maybe she can walk again one day. Like, so they're trying. They try everything. Um, but this guy is put in charge of her care. Um, and she kind of starts getting a crush on him because... And he's actually kind of a dick to her. Like, he literally is rude, doesn't really pay attention. And she goes into these physical therapy classes. And all the other instructors are very encouraging, like saying, woo <laughs> And then this guy's just like, cool, do that thing. Like, do something else. And so, But she turns it into, like, a game with herself, trying to get this guy to, like, laugh or smile or not be a dick so the the book is really good it it, like if you need something that one will break your heart really quick but then make you feel very hopeful and inspired then you need to read this so very satisfying huh Martha's grimacing I'm not grimacing you always say that it's kind of like what was that you were literally grimacing I should have taken a picture I'm just going to start (laughs) keeping a camera on your face I'm just trying not to comment because I don't want to interrupt. That's all. <laughs> okay, continue, Bonnie. <laughs> it left you with a happy feeling like, what was that one book that I reviewed a while back and you read one of the other ones? JoJo. Me Before oh, yeah, You. Yeah, oh, yeah Me, Me Before, before you. you. Which, I haven't read the book, but I've watched the movie, and it's it's phenomenal. Stop, Stop being so dreamy-eyed, you people over there. Ooh, now I really am rolling my eyes. <laughs> well, I know the one book that I read of hers, because it was a historical fiction one, um, it was awesome. You just reviewed that not too long ago. Yeah, I think I listened to that, that podcast ago. today. It wasn't that long ago. But, but yeah. So if you like uh, corny, romancy books, it, it wasn't really corny. Like me before you, I feel like was a little bit more corny. Wasn't yeah. wasn't the one I but read? Girl, le- le- girl I left behind. Oh. Yes, that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was about the painting, right? About the painting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. No, but again, like Notting Hill, my thing. Uh, mm-hmm. The trying to think of other corny movies I like. Love Actually. Love I actually, love Love Actually. My See, thing. We had this conversation before. I loved that movie. I loved Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> Ten Things I Hate About You. That's a, That's one of my I all-time favorites. I love that movie. I haven't 50 seen that first one. Dates, uh, 50 I've first Dates. I've been to that dates. cafe. I went to really? Hawaii and I got to go to the cafe. Oh, See, I, I like that, that movie too. I'm movie. not a total asshole. But if you I like rom-coms. corny rom-coms or just rom-coms, this one again, just ignore my corny. But if you like rom-coms, How to Walk Away by Catherine Sinter is definitely one you should pick up because it's pretty good. Awesome. I mean, it's not like groundbreaking, awe-inspiring, cancer-solving book, but you know, it's good. Still gave you a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. I was entertained for like the whole four hours it took me to read it. Nice. See, Grimace. I'm not grimacing. <laughs> that was a grimace. It was a grimace no covered matter. by a smile. I'm telling you guys, no matter what I do, they're going to fucking mock me. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, you kind of said, I mean, I don't, not, what, not what I envisioned for like, I mean, of course, the only person I knew for a long time was Martha, too. So I like 
associated voices like made like when you read a book like you make up yeah. what the characters look like mm-hmm. um but this isn't what I figured it would look like. But you're like on one side all by yourself. I know. Like, so it's like nothing, everybody's looking at yeah, me. Yeah, there's nothing but us to do. But yeah. usually like gang up on you. Yeah. Usually it's you ganging up on us. So we had to flip the table <laughs> at some point. There's only one of me. Don't let her fool you. She one only sits on that side because she thinks she's in charge. She's I like have, the teacher in front of the class. I have to run the equipment, You people. literally hit on, on, and start talking. Come on, Martha. What am I supposed to do? Put my microphone over there and sit next to you people? Yeah. I can't do that. It doesn't reach. You can literally just swivel it. But, but then I can't I can't control it and watch the thing. I she have to said watch it though, the then thing. she can't control. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm yeah, watching okay. the recording over here. <laughs> All right. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know you love us. I do. I love you all. Love you. I have to much. pick on you because you used to hardcore pick on me and I'm literally giving like, it, it's <laughs> funny because Nicole was so quiet and for a long time she hardly said a thing and now she's like, Kiss my ass <laughs> oh, Martha. I love it. I love it. She's giving it back. All right. I read something that is top of mind for a lot of people who like thrillers. I read the present President is Missing by Bill Clinton and James Patterson. I hate you because I want to do you. I read it. I actually spent an audible credit on it and read it in a day and a half. Oh, wow. Who was it? Bill Clinton and who? Bill Clinton and James Patterson. I like James Patterson. I'm not a huge James Patterson fan anymore. I liked a lot of his early novels. But then when he started writing so many novels. and Did uh, Bill Clinton read it? Did you do the audio? No, he didn't. Um, Dennis, Dennis Quaid read it. <gasps> oh, wow. Yes. He was an audio read by Dennis Quaid. And I think there were two other people reading in it, too, because there were a couple of female characters hmm. in the book as well and those who are read by women. Dennis Quaid is on my list. He has a really I like him. Really um, different voice than I remember in the movies. A lot more raspy and older sounding than he used to be. Well, well he, he is older. I was going to so, say, yeah. he's a little up there in age now. But I always think about every time I think about Dennis Quaid, I think about the, those um, pranks he used to do on the Ellen show where he goes into orders coffee and he goes Dennis Quaid wants a coffee (laughs) you know and she's watching him in the in the um, Mm -hmm. she's telling him what to say so he he's like anyway let me just keep going now um I was very excited to read this book obviously because I like Bill Clinton and don't say anything I know, I know, not everybody is a fan of Bill Clinton. He was my president, so there you go. I like Bill Clinton. I like Bill Clinton. I mean, he was a little easy with the ladies, but... Well, you know, he had a trouble... You know, trouble. everybody has to have a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're going to have a hobby, that's a good one to have. Just not if you're president. So, um, anyway, um, I always thought he was a good president. And so I was thinking, wouldn't it be interesting if he was also a good writer? Well, I'm not really sure. Here's the other thing. I'm not really sure which parts of these books, of this book he came up with and which parts of it James Patterson Patterson came up with. And I would really love to do an interview to find out. But I really seriously doubt that Bill Clinton would, you know, be available for an interview. Hello, Bill. Does he have a Twitter? I'll email. I did. I, I followed him on Twitter because oh I thought gosh. maybe I could. I, I I I actually wrote tweet. I tweeted at him. The Secret Service is going to start listening to our podcast. Yep. Now. I oh, tweeted no. at him. I said, "Bill, I loved your book." Wink. Love no. you, Bill. <laughs> uh, okay, so it was very well plotted, very articulate. I kind of expected that, but what I didn't expect is what a great thrill ride this book was. I kind of thought maybe it would be a thinly veiled Bill Clinton, but it really wasn't. The The character was not him. He was a veteran. He was a, um, a baseball player. He's this real fit dude um, that was playing the president. But it was a great, it was about cyber terrorism. Hmm. And I'm telling you, I was so tense and so freaked out by some of the things that was happening in this book. I came to work yesterday, and the computer wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Were you completely paranoid? I'm telling you. It, 
some of the stuff that happened in this book were terrorists. (laughs) I know it is. Seriously, seriously, (laughs) freaky, you guys. I mean, it was really the power surge. It was lightning. It was really good. It was really good and very realistic. Um, The only thing, tiny little thing that I did not like about it, well, wasn't so much I didn't like about it. It's just that it didn't fit. At near the end of the book, the president gives a speech. The speech is Bill Clinton. The speech was absolutely everything he's wanted to say about everything that's going on right now. You know, it's yeah. just oh wow. I can quote this speech. It's just such a fabulous speech. You you, you wish the president would give a speech like this. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it was an excellent speech, but it didn't really fit in to the way the book was with all the subjects that he covered in the speech. So I know that's a that's a nitpicky thing, but it was like information dump about all the stuff he wants to say about what's going on in the world right at the end of the book. So is that like his platform? Sort of. Like say it? Sort of. I think maybe he... I mean, somebody needs to say those things. And I wish somebody would say those things. And I wish it would have fit more into the story of the book so that it would be appropriate. But it just went on way too long and there was too much stuff crammed into it. Mm. And that was really the only indication that he wasn't a fiction writer. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just that one little thing. It just didn't quite fit into the story as a whole because I knew it was him giving the speech. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe I wouldn't have felt that way if somebody else had written it, but I just could see Bill Clinton giving that speech. If somebody that just wasn't so familiar with Bill Clinton... Exactly. Then they might not have felt that way at all about it. It was a great speech. Like if somebody say like our son's age read it and they probably wouldn't notice because they aren't familiar with Bill Clinton. No, but it was probably just because I could hear it. Or Robbie's age because Robbie's not very much older. Yeah. But it was an excellent book. Oh, my gosh. I just zipped through it and it was totally plausible. The things that were happening. Terrifying. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. It was good, though. Really good. So I would say that if you, especially if you get a chance to pick up the audio on this, you're going to love it. I'd be surprised if you didn't like it. Um, so once again, the name of that is The President is Missing by Bill Clinton and James Patterson. Whoop. I haven't quite gotten into audio yet, I, but I haven't used Audible. I've only used Kindle's mm-hmm. audio. And it's too, that's different, though. Yeah, it's 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 not smooth. It's not like someone talking to me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I have a hard time. An audio book is an audio book is some somebody actually acting the. Oh wow! Sometimes, sometimes, I, sometimes, sometimes it's just a straight read. But have you tried yeah. uh, where you buy a Kindle book and then it gives you an extra option to get the like Audible for like a dollar or audio? By the way, did you know Amazon owns? Audible, uh, Audible, and Goodreads. What? I didn't know they owned Goodreads. Mm-hmm. What? Huh. <laughs> That's cool. I may have, or may not have gotten bored today and was looking at Amazon jobs. So if they had any <gasps> publishing jobs. <laughs> That's funny. I may or may not have Googled our name today and found us on a um, <laughs> on a website for podcasts that was in a different language. Nice. <laughs> it was called like. Pod tales or hey, I looked that one like up that. too. I googled this today too. It was like I couldn't figure out how come all of a sudden we have so many li- uh, listens from Google. It's like yeah. people are googling us and and looking us up that way. Robbie has, from what I hear, in her trunk an excessive amount. Don't say excessive. Well, that's what I mean, she said. <laughs> Sample. I'm used to always having an excessive amount of beer on me, though, at all times. So, like, when I go to the car wash and stuff like that, and I, like, open the doors to the car, I know. Because I'm in, I drive a... She drives a car that says coop. Yeah, it's like on a it. beer car. I mean... People like on St. Patty's Day, that was the worst driving that vehicle. And a funny story, our Kansas City rep, um, who is amazing, and sometimes she listens to this podcast, so maybe she'll hear me talk about it. Um, But she she drives to Nebraska um, like once or twice a month because Mm -hmm. we distribute in Nebraska. She got 
stuck in Nebraska on the highway in a snowstorm. And people started, like, approaching the car and being like, hey, man, like, do you got a beer or Hook something? Me up. <laughs> so, Robbie, Dude, I'm stuck in the um, snow. Do you, you happen to have any DNR in the car? I have chocolate and cherry DNR. <gasps> okay, um, I think it's time to wrap this thing up now because I hear a beer calling my name after Martha's I get home, gotta of course. has got to go get her beer yeah. on. She's not allowed to drink it till after she gets home. Yeah, because it's oh, a 10 yeah. point, so I'll yeah. wait till I get home. And it's warm, so. Damn. Yeah, you kind of have to it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that big dark beer has to be cold. We got a right. belly up to the bar now. I think that's going to do it for Three, three Book, Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.